Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The the polls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. It's the all-star break in the NBA, and it is episode 17 of Organizations Win Championships, a Bulls Odyssey podcast. I'm Dan Bernstein, along with Jason Bernstein and our producer, Rick Camp. Well... Here we are. 26 and 33 are the Bulls. They've lost six in a row. They have not won since Arturis Karnaschovas's uh, vote of confidence in this group. They are 11th in the East. And let's, let's now officially move the flag of the nadir of the season to this point. So I, I, I'm not sure what's left to say. We're going to go through the Pacers game. We'll go through the Milwaukee game. We'll talk about these uh, comments that Zach Levine made after the game last night to the scores, Cody Westerland. And then uh, maybe talk a little all-star before the OWC college showdown. I, I, I'm, I'm running out of ways to express disappointment, but it sure seems like they have let go of the rope. I'm just used to it at this point. There's, there's nothing else to say. We've said it before and they continue to prove us right as much as we don't want them to. And all we've wanted is something different and any sign of hope that they were going to pick a direction, but at least confident. I wish they would have picked one confidently because it seems like they are, it looks like they're trying to lose, especially with that Pacers game. My God. They're not. It would make more sense if they were tanking. But if the the sad thing is, and I'll start with a positive. I actually thought in the Pacers game we could get a glimpse of a of a, a future actual NBA offense. I saw the ball moving. I saw everybody getting touches. I saw Kobe White making five of eight three pointers. They were attempting, they shot 35 threes. They made 15 of them. It looked like real NBA offense. They weren't ball watching. The ball wasn't stopping until it mattered most at the end. Who wasn't playing that night? Gee, I think it it rhymes with DeMar DeRozan. Wow. Mm -hmm. You got it. It, it, It's so clear that when... when he doesn't play, the ball moves a lot better and the offense flows. And I think that's what the Bulls have been missing. However, 
doesn't seem to matter because they can't win a game after they're up 24 in the first quarter. I believe it was 24. And they ended up losing by a score of 117 to 113, which means over the next three quarters, they lost by 28 points. Meaning they could have won the game had they had given up an average of seven points. If the Pacers scored seven more points in the Bulls in every quarter after the first quarter, they would have won by three. And yet they allowed nine, they allowed the Pacers to score 9.3 more points per quarter for three quarters. That's unacceptable. And obviously in our last episode, we talked about how good their defense has been. That's not the issue. They just, they, they can't produce. Well, it was the issue, I think, in some in this game, maybe perhaps more than others. But what this game illustrated, too, is the difference between scouting the box score and watching the game. Because an out-of-town stupid observer would look at Zach's box score. Look at this guy, this all-star, two-time all-star, whatever he is, 35 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, and a block. And he made four of his 11 threes, which is you know, right around the number we say on him. But the, but the fact is, in large part, they lost near the end of the game because of his bad decision making, his bad shot selection, his missing of a free throw. And it's it was just too bad. It just got this. He, he There's a superstar glass ceiling where you you see everything you want to see for 40 minutes. And then in the last two minutes he plays you see why he is on a different tier than the real superstars. And individual scoring numbers does not always translate to team wins. And it showed with Zach. It's been showing with DeMar for the last two seasons. I mean, we can even bring up when Cam Thomas went on that stretch of three 40-plus point games. I think they only won one of those games, if not zero. Individual scoring does not matter if everything around you isn't working. And the thing is that you, as the star player, as the guy that's going to get those shots, as the guy that's going to score the basketball more than everybody else, you are the one that's going to have to make sure that everything else is working for you and for the team. And Levine, as, as much as I like him for the fact that he can shoot threes, takes a lot of contested twos as well. And I feel like for every three he makes, he takes a contested two that fading away from the basket. And I wouldn't think that's DeMar's influence because I don't think they get along all that well. And obviously we know Zach and Billy are butting heads and have been for months now. It's just really hard to watch. And it's very hard to be a fan of this team with where they are right now. And uh, it's it's very annoying. Well, the influence, too, of a genuine rim protector against the Bulls was seen. It foreshadowed the next night, certainly, with Miles Turner getting three blocks. And he's when he is moving around near the basket, you just forget how athletic he is at what should be a lumbering size. And then Buddy Heald came in and did what Joe Harris did uh, almost identically in the game in Brooklyn. Did you know that Buddy Heald just broke uh, Reggie Miller's record for Pacers single season threes record? 
And he, frankly, he's probably not far away. He's probably well up the charts of their career numbers. He, I looked it up today. He, of all times, he's played a little bit less than 600 games. He's already 31st on all-time three-pointers made in the NBA. In NBA history? NBA history. He's 31st. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's what he does. That's what he just... does. He's so good at, at what he does, and the Bulls don't have anybody like that, nor, as you said, do they have a rim protector. And the fact that I was salivating and gushing over Dayron Sharp on the Nets in mm-hmm. that game, mm-hmm. who has been up and down the G League for the past couple of years, and he's not all that special, but the Bulls lack a 6'10", athletic, long-armed defensive anchor, whether it's a starter or coming off the bench, they don't have anybody like that. And they haven't since Daniel Gafford. And that's, uh, I I said it when they traded him that uh, a couple of years ago, that that's the type of guy they're missing. And they haven't addressed three-point shooting. They haven't addressed rim protection when it seemed like those have been the two biggest weaknesses and I, it, the future of this team really, really, really scares me. A lot of things would have to go right when it comes to luck for them to get out of this situation without really, really, really screwing up their future. The last time the Bulls took more threes than they did in that game against Indiana was on January 15th when they shot 39 threes against the Golden State Warriors. And this should just be regular. Like for most teams, that's just basketball. It's just normal NBA ball. And it just feels odd for the Bulls because, I I don't know, they they don't have enough guys who are are comfortable doing it. I I mentioned, too, that the what rim protection does to stymie their offense. And, man, last night in the 112 to 100 loss to Milwaukee, there wasn't anywhere near that close. Right. Because as I'm sure the stats of cleaning the glass will tell us that so much of that was decided in, in garbage time. Brooke Lopez, uh, what a story. What an absolute, complete renovation of someone's game in his mid-30s. In 33 minutes, he was 13 of 18, including three of six from three. He had 33 points, seven rebounds, four blocks, and countless other shots altered or dissuaded where it just appeared like he he was dictating everything the Bulls could and couldn't do offensively, and it forced the Bulls back into really kind of a their, their lame turn-taking that we've seen all too often. I just want to bring up the fact that... Um... In that Warriors game on January 15th, who also wasn't playing that game? Was DeMar out of that game? Yeah, it's when Vooch had 43. Think about wow, it. Wow, great that's call. When Vooch, that's when Vooch had 43. That's when they take Yeah, the, okay. I mean, obviously, yep. it, it, it's obvious. The guy that takes a lot of contested twos with a, and takes the highest percentage of shots on the team, you're, you're going to shoot a lot of threes when he's not there. And... They won that game against a good team, and it we haven't seen anything like that since. Um, why was Javon Carter so good? You know why? Because he is a professional basketball player. 
And sometimes it's all you need to be is someone who knows his game, knows where he's supposed to be, is confident in his game, knows exactly what he can and can't do based on personnel and whatever the score situation calls for. He's just a, a, a tough, crusty NBA vet guy. That team really defends, especially in the backcourt. They have Javon Carter, Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen, and Wes Matthews. That's really good defense. I'm not sure how good of a defender rookie Marjan Bochamp is, um, but those names we just said there. What else can all of those guys do? Shoot, shoot the three. Well, Carter is on and off. I think he's a little bit more streaky. But I, we went to that playoff game last year where Grayson Allen was just hitting everything. He's at 42%. Yeah. And Wes Matthews, we know, can shoot it. Drew Holiday, he's such a good player. He's awesome. He's, awesome, he's so he? good. And I, as a basketball watcher's perspective, I, I really hope Giannis is okay. I mean, I I couldn't care less about if he's like the all-star break. I, ju I just hope he's okay because I love watching him play basketball. And he he's a great guy too. But, I mean... I don't think anybody watching that game expected them to win because it's the Bucks and they were and they didn't have anybody left on the bench. Um, so uh, it, it's the Pacers game that's just really frustrating for me. And I had a hockey game that night. I drove all the way out there to Crystal Lake. It was an hour, and I checked my phone right before the game. I just look at it. It says the Bulls lost by four. And, and I texted, texted me. Don't read it. I'll add some asterisks. Hold on. Let me just say no effing shot. They lost. That's the, that's what I texted you. Yeah. So, and I was in full gear as well. You're, so, you're in the locker room. I was in the locker room. Yep, and I said... I, I did smelling salts right after that. I needed a stimulant. I said, dude, Zach is a mm, no rhythm when it matters most chokey. Yeah. And that's what it was. That, it was it was a choke-ass performance. I will say, we, ha we have to what mention... What about a choke-ass performance? <laughs> from, from, Sorry. La from last night, you got your bum fest. Yeah. You got... you. We I got know you, no one, Nobody savors a bum fest like you do. It was a bum fest, and they lost to a team that didn't have a bum fest. Dalen Terry, 13 they, points, 12 He, he was okay, and he made a three. Carly Jones was awful. He was so bad. Then you had Malcolm Hill finished as a plus 13. Tony Bradley made some Simonovich played goals. for a minute. And Simonovich got a little bit of run. But they fall to Milwaukee, and and I obviously everybody hopes that Giannis is okay. And I was really worried. Anytime you see hand or wrist, you know, there's so many little bones in there that you know that something something can go bad. But the latest we know, we don't know if he's going to participate in the All Star game. But the latest we know is that he's it, it, the X rays were negative. It's just a sprain. So. Before we get to the all-star stuff and what you might be watching this weekend and or what's interesting to you, because I, I, I'll be honest, I can't find much. Let's address the Zach Levine comments from last night that I think are really important and kind of disturbing. It was Cody Westerland asked him, are you perplexed you guys haven't succeeded offensively as a team? Here's what Zach said. I mean, something isn't working, obviously. Some games were really good. Some days were bad. 
that's once again the consistency factor of figuring out what our identity is and what we're going to each and every game. Even if guys are in and out of the lineup, you see some teams that have consistency with what they do. They have an identity. I think that's something we're still trying to figure out in these last couple years. Obviously, we changed our offense a little bit this year from last year, but it's no excuse with the type of talent that we have on the team. Your thoughts? I don't I don't think they have as much talent as as they're advertised. I mean, that I think they have more names than they do talent. I remember if I remember from the movie Moneyball when they're all in that room discussing that disgusting discussing free agents and uh, Billy Bean brings up David Justice. He goes, they goes, well, it, he'll really help our season tickets for for the first few games and for the maybe for this season, but he he can't do anything anymore. I mean, I, but the thing is that David Justice had a purpose on that team because he could get on base. It mm-hmm. and it just seems like everybody on this team and nobody on this team has a purpose because they don't know what their identity is. The Oakland Athletics, although they were old and cheap, they had an identity. And the Bulls don't have one, and it, and those those comments just say I I think he wants out, and I think he wants to win a championship. However, I don't know how much of a problem he is. With I don't think he knows how. I, I I don't think he knows how to be a star. I don't think he's got the basketball instincts to lead. I think he thinks he does. It's it's clear that he really, really wants to be in those conversations about stars and winning championships and being the best player on a champion. But when you saw the end, too many ends of games this year, too many situations where it's my turn or he's throwing it away or he's shooting a two when he needs a three. And I, I agree with you. You said he was butting heads with Billy. I think it's more than that. I think he's done with Billy and Billy might be done with him. And it's too bad. Because Billy's staying, we know that he signed an extension. That was the point of leaking the news of the extension. Yeah, was to ha- have him coach these guys, and it just seems like Zach is—he's right that they don't have an identity. He, mm-hmm. That's that's correct, but he's also a big reason a big why part of it. Yeah, like if if you're the max player, you should be the identity, and his identity used to be high flying dunker guy. Yes, he's a very good three-point shooter. When he decides to take it, he's been really hesitant to take it for the last week is something I've noticed. He hasn't wanted to shoot it. Always a long pump fake. He's starting to Patrick, and uh, that's the last thing you want to see from a Max guy, especially someone that is supposed to be known as a perennial three-point shooter and a perennial all-star. Obviously not this season. I noticed it yesterday more than I did the previous night. He was one for five from three-point range. Five of his 16 shots were threes. But you're right. It's almost like he ran himself off some shots that he didn't have to. And and especially when you know that Lopez is there just going to eat everything up inside the restricted area, go ahead and and shoot the shot that's worth more, even if you're a, a little further back than you might be usually comfortable. I, I'm just Those waiting comments for Those I'm just, comments bothered yeah. me. They, they really did. They, the comments bothered me like that. And he, he's he's not wrong. But he, you know, the Look other thing, mirror. too. Well, he, they had to call him out. His entire team, all of his teammates had to turn on him and point the finger at him in the locker room at halftime in Minneapolis and say, stop being selfish. Stop being a ball hog. Stop not paying attention. Stop sucking. And they used the term sacrifice, and they talked about that. And he did it for a little while. And they looked good. He did it for a little while. 
and I and I know that DeRozan's not there, but there were some terrible possessions, it, not just at the end of the the game two nights ago, but last night too, where he he had his head down and he knew he was going to go find his shot no matter what. So I don't know if that last talking to didn't quite stick, but it just it's it seen it comes off as sour to me to go into the All Star break dropping that, which is a clear shot across the bow of the head coach. And I, I'm obviously not the biggest fan of DeMar DeRozan. You aren't either. And I don't think he's good for this Bulls team. However, I will say there's no BS with him. I, 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 there's never anything like this from DeMar DeRozan where it seems like he's saying something that is his, he's mentioning an issue that is his fault. He never does that. I, I, he always, he's a, he's a, he's a professional. I don't think Zach is as much of a professional as DeMar DeRozan. Yes. DeRozan is older. He's more experienced, but at this point in your career, how old, how old is Zach? 28? Is he 28 now? Yes. 28. Yeah. Been in the league 10 years. You have to be a professional and he's not enough of a professional, especially you you have to be a professional to be a max player. You have to be a professional to be a star, and he's not professional enough yet. I there is there. It's a loose definition. I don't think you can pinpoint a way to say professional, but he doesn't carry himself like a pro as much as other guys do that are supposed to be stars. Well, he and lacks that it, kind it, of it frustrates me. He lacks that kind of polish, and and those some of those insecurities seem to come through in end game situations where some it's just too big for him, too much going on, and other teams are don't seem fearful of him with the ball in his hands late and close. But maybe look, they they unplug for a little while, they come back. I think this season's probably shot, and. Unless I'm, they sign Russell Westbrook okay. or John Wall, oh, thank you. So I, I, I think they're going to. I think they will no, get a point guard. I'm but done at this with point, that. It doesn't matter. I'm done with that. Stay, stay out of the buyout market. You don't get. You, you can argue. Yeah, the, the, I th- I think they're going to do something in the buyout market, though. I, I'm going to say it here. Why? Why? Because they because they're stupid. Okay. Well, that's. I'm. My, I'm trying to argue logically just by saying you can argue. Can't think not, not, not only ugh. do you not get closer to winning a championship if you bring in one of those veteran guards, you can you can screw up some of your development possibilities and get further away from winning one. Right after these six losses, right now, it, I it just doesn't make sense. You, you got what you got. See what you can do, and you know what? They're, they're going to end up with a fifth pick, and they're going to end up conveying it. That's what's going to happen. I mean, there's a 7.5% chance they get number one. They're not getting I mean, number one. Come on. Come on. The Pelicans got Zion at number one. They were like 12th in the lottery or something Bulls like that. Or ninth, seven, maybe. They're seventh in lottery odds at the moment. They have a 32% chance at the top four. And if they, they have to be in the top four for their pick this year to not convey to Orlando as part of the Vucevic, Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner trade. So they're five games off of Indiana. They're two games off of Orlando. And we're already going to tank. 0. 0.5, 0.5 games. Oh, sorry. 0. 0.5 games. Yeah, it is. I, I, I just, it just sucks that we're after this streak, we're already at 
visiting tankathon.com to look at any possibility for them to salvage whatever this is and wherever they are. So on that happy note, let's talk all-star. Yay. What's top of mind for you? Uh, I'm happy to see that they're doing the draft right before the game. I think like playground style, um, recess basketball or football style, recess basketball wasn't really a thing, but I, I, I think that's fun, and I think it's going to create a cool environment. Iodesumu is in the Rising Stars game. I, I think he's more more of a non-Rising Star because he can't jump. He's in um, the plateaued non-Stars He's in the plateaued game. star. <laughs> but look, I think I need to be a little bit more fair to him because he was a second-round pick, and I think he was seen as a high-floor, low-ceiling guy. And I think a lot of Bulls fans, just because he's from Chicago, think that he's going to be our savior, our Derrick Rose. But they are wrong. I I, I don't know why. I I, I guess because he's from Chicago. But I don't think that should be a reason to love a player. That um, happens. I, I don't know. Like I got the Derrick Rose thing because he was an MVP. But I don't I don't get this as much. Carly and Jones will what's be the name in of that U- game huh? he's in. What what's the game he's playing in? Like the G League Showcase. Uh, all, I think it's like a G League All Star game. I'm I'm not too sure, but I'm happy for him, and he deserves it. He's he's been great in the G League. He, he he's a really good scorer at that level. I I think one in every five games he could give you 17. I I think off the bench he could be a spark plug, but I I don't think he'll be very consistent. He almost plays like a you know five inch shorter version of Kobe white, but he's just not as good. Um, no, I'm not. He, he, he might be, he might be a little bit more athletic though. Cause he can jump. Remember in that, uh, in the game that we went to, he almost posted somebody, but he missed the dunk. Yeah. He, he he's not like he, shy. He's exactly. definitely not shy. That, that's what, what did you think mm, of Dalen, by the way? I mean, I still think there's a lot to learn with him. However, there, as I said, at the G League game, there are traits that he has that oftentimes you can't coach. He works really hard, um, and he he's athletic. He's a decent passer, long, 6'7". He, he defensive can, instincts. Defensive. He does have basketball instinct, and he doesn't know how to play, but he has instinct. I, that's where I am on it. He's, he's developmental, and that's, that's a guy that I think – I don't think he's a, a full-time starter at his at his peak, whatever. Who knows what his peak is going to be because it, it, he's such he's such an unknown. But uh, I, I don't see why they would look. If they're going to rebuild, I don't see a reason why he wouldn't be a part of it. I, I, th- I think you keep somebody like that just because there's something you can do with him. Let me give you my all-star notes. I only have a couple. I, is Lowry Marketing starting? Did I he's see that starting. Right? He's starting. Damn. So that I mean, that's just something that another thing to hang over this organization is Lowry Markkinen is starting in the All Star. People game. forget that this was the regime that traded him too. Correct. So I, I understood why. I understood what they didn't see. Yeah. It was mopey and didn't seem tough. But we he is starting the All Star game. He's also in the three point contest, and I always like big guys in the three point contest. Well, you know who just got added to the three point contest because Ant Simons got hurt. Who? Julius Randall. Okay. 
That, that that's not a bad name for no, but he's got a lot more arm travel. In no, his no, shot. that's Tatum. That's Tatum that I'm worried about. I don't think Tatum's going to do well. I think he'll tire out quickly. Now there is another former bull in the slam dunk contest who we have our eye on. Mac McLong, the the sneaky athletic. Well, it, it's not so sneaky, but it, you know what I mean. Um, he he just I think he signed a novelty. <laughs> he signed a novelty two way with the Sixers. I kind of wish he didn't, so he would have to wear his G League jersey. I think that would have been cool. Oh, you told me he was going to wear his G League jersey. They just they just signed him to a two way yesterday. What is he like so, a blue crab or something? Blue coat. Delaware blue coats. It would have been so cool, but now he has to wear the Sixers jersey because he signed a two way. I think it sucks. It's good advertising on the Sixers part, but that's kind of lame. I, I think know. It I, I, I yeah. especially if I worked for the Delaware blue coats, I would have. I would have loved that. How but great would that have been? I would think that he sells out G League crowds, or he gets a few people to go just because of how athletic he is. He said I, he's got two dunks that no one's ever done in a contest before. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't care. The, the, you almost did the wanking mechanic. I, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to do it on the I podcast. I, I was al- I was almost going to say, you know what I'm doing right now, but you just can't I, see I, it on camera. I, I could but, tell you were, you, were, you were working your way into it in response to that. But uh, uh, people, people are saying this is going to be a crappy dunk contest. It's going to be really are. good. They're it's going to be. No, They're this one's going to be good. That's not true. Like the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine era in 2016. That was awesome. But it's Jericho Sims, the guy who can get his neck above the rim. Ooh. Mac McClung. Nick's in Texas, right? Jericho Nick's Sims? in Texas. Yeah. Mac McClung. Trey Murphy, the um, the Pelicans uh, mm-hmm. forward. He, he dunked on the Bulls twice. And who is... The last guy. I I'm gonna feel really stupid for not knowing this. Ke- uh, Kevin Martin Jr. No, not Kevin. Kenyon. Kenyon Martin uh, Jr. Uh, I'm just reading my screen. Fly. Kenyon Martin Jr. I can't. Be- Wait, Kenyon Martin Jr. Yep. God, I'm that old. Mm-hmm. I'm that old. Two thousand wow. number one overall pick. God. God. All right. It is time now for our closing, the, the, the coda of this show. We call it the OWC College Showdown. The storyline right now is I am six for my last six in vintage NBA players. I realized that today, so I... Oh, did you? No, they're not obscure names. I I just... Maybe a little bit more challenging. Do you want me to read them first, or do you want... Jason's 39 and 9. I am 25, 22, and 2. Yeah, I'm the one on the streak. My honor's on the tee. Why don't you you fire away? First, let's go with former Pistons guard Joe Dumars. McNeese State. Why the hell do you know that? That that's frustrating. Okay. Second, we have another Pistons guard, Vinny Johnson. Oh darn it! You had to say the microwave, didn't you? Arkansas. No. Baylor. Okay. Not too far. No, I, I should have known that. Damn it! There goes the streak. Last but seven. Last but not least, we have former Warriors guard and great name, 
World Be Free. Oh, wow, that's old. Okay, Lloyd Free, who changed his name to World Be. I wouldn't have the faintest, so I'm just going to take a wild stab and guess that he went to North Carolina A&T. He went to Guilford College. Guilford College, okay. I'm just, hey, Sky Point, world be free. All right, yours. Now, this guy burst onto the scene last night hitting five threes against the Bulls. He may look like the banjo-playing kid from Deliverance, but he is Bucks guard A.J. Green. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he hit five threes in an NBA game. This is absolutely fair game. <sighs> Marquette. Northern Iowa. UNI. Okay. What about Spurs center Charles Bassey? He went to Western Kentucky. Yes, he did. And this one, this is this might be a toughie. Lakers forward Cole Swider. What? I these he's not on the Lakers. Yeah, he is. I think he's on the G League team. He was on my Lakers active roster. Oh. I I saw his I, name. I I go with the active roster. That I, it could I mean two way. That two, that's so BS. I give you big names, and you give me. I don't friggin where, come on. I don't know where Lloyd Free went to college. Vanderbilt, Syracuse. What? <laughs> okay, like well, that's that. I, and that'll be our, our all-star break show. I don't think we need a special pod for the all-star weekend. So we will. Oh, here it is. He Why played did... one game. Laker. And you're using Valid. that. He, he was on the right. He's played six games. He last played on February 9th. He's played six games for them. So, but does that, that mean off me? Does, I don't think that, but that he's not active. Think about it. Cause he he's hasn't on the roster. It doesn't, if he's on the roster and he's oh. not active, that means he's not playing. That, that, right. that, you, you want me to that, get another one right now? No, no, fine. But that's call just... Call it a tie. I don't care. I, you're no, just, don't call it a tie. But that's, you're like, you're like Zach after he misses a shot. You're just looking for the... Your, your man just ran right by you and dunked. Yeah, and yet we still we still tied on today's, um, on today's OWC College Showdown, even though two of those names I gave you were I pretty big shows. names. Yeah, I shouldn't have any Johnson. But you're, Three of them, you're, actually. You're running over to Tony Brothers. Like, come on, Tony, hit me in the arm. I should get the call. Uh, Zach, your your guy just scored. That's that's you right now. Well, that. No, no, because it. because you still went one of three. You didn't take advantage of me going one of three. That has been episode 17 of Organizations Win Championships. Subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, enjoy it. When you go to your quilting bee, I want you to make a panel of the quilt that says organizations win championships on it. We'll talk after the All-Star game.